When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fancy Football Scout. My name is Joe and today we're going to be looking at the best Brighton attackers. Um, now, Brighton are my team. I've been supporting them for a long time. Um, I'm, I'm of an age, so I can remember 1983 when Brighton were in the FA Cup final and tragically lost the replay to Manchester United. Um, but I still remember that. I still remember the big sp- blue sponge hands being waved around at the school playground um, and anticipation of our victory in the FA Cup, which never arose, uh, but nevertheless. Um, so I've been watching them at the Goldstone, uh, the Withdean, um, and I've seen them at the Amex as well. I'm sort of the reverse plastic fan. Um, I actually left Brighton um, to move to Somerset uh, just as they were getting their shiny new stadium at the Amex. And of course, from that, they've gone on to cement themselves as a Premier League side uh, in recent years. Uh, but yes, those initial days. So, yeah, I've seen them play um, the likes of uh, Mansfield and Rotherham at, uh, at, uh, at when we ground shared with uh, Gillingham at the Priestfield Stadium. Um, but anyway, so that's where I come from it. So uh, each each match with Brighton, um, I'm constantly amazed and astounding that we can beat major sides, that we can play startling, attractive football. Um, And of course, that is why um, there's a lot of interest in FPL amongst the Brighton attackers. So that's what we're looking at here. We're looking at the Fantasy Premier League. We're looking at the best Brighton attackers going ahead to the 23-24 season. Um, Brighton are in uh, Europa League. They did so well, they qualified straight out for the Europa League. Um, So they're going to have rotation. And that's something we'll address in this video. But also, um, uh, yeah, they're gonna—they've managed to attract better players uh, as well. So they've got Pedro coming in. They've got um, a, an old uh, warhorse of the Premier League in James Milner, who might not get the minutes, but he's certainly going to be an influence in the dressing room, just like his former Liverpool colleague um, Adam Lallana has been in recent years at Brighton. Um, of course. Brighton, um, some of the stats we're going to use look at the season as a whole. That includes nine games under Graham Potter, who then moved to Chelsea um, with less than um, credible success. Um, uh, I'm not in any way um, uh, delighted by that. He did a fine job at Brighton and I do wish him well wherever he goes next. But um, De Zerbi took over, Roberto De Zerbi, and he um, built on what Potter had achieved and, and more. Um, and he improved every player. Um, I think pretty much every attacking player improved, whether that be Solly March, uh, 
on the wing. Batoma getting his chance because Trossard uh, moved on to Arsenal. Um, and then, of course, you've got Ferguson and Welbeck. Um, I remember a particular game I went to uh, last season, Brighton against Liverpool, um, where Brighton comprehensively outplayed Liverpool. Uh, and Welbeck suddenly turned into Pele <laughs> uh, before my eyes. Um, and it was it was astounding. It was one of one of the best games I'd certainly seen in Brighton, but a lot of other season ticket holders uh, there were saying that it was also one of their their best games um, seen. So what we do is we look at um, some season stats, but we're also going to look at um, crucially from when Zerbi took over in game week ten, which was a one nil defeat to um, Spurs, um, but nevertheless um, it does show um, how. Uh, it's got a more realistic picture of what we can expect from Brighton attackers. Um, they've got Pedro in from Watford. That could change things up a bit. Um, and they are no longer with McAllister. So that um, that leaves a gap for the number 10 role. So it could be in CISO. Um, there's a whole bunch of players that we're interested in. Um, so um, what we'll do is, first of all, we'll have a look at the fixtures because one of the reasons, not not just because of last season's attacking um, stats, but uh, the fixtures are pretty kind early on for Brighton. I mean, it couldn't get kinder. Home game against the promoted side in Luton. Um, that's fantastic. So uh, I certainly want a piece of that in terms of their attacking threat. Then they've got Wolves away and West Ham at home. Um, uh, the two sides have come a long way since... A game I saw in the early days of the Amex uh, in the championship, Brighton against West Ham and West Ham won 1-0 and I think Kevin Nolan scored. Um, so um, I remember a lot of bubbles, uh, a lot of cheers from West Ham. Very annoying. But um, it, it was uh, both both West Ham have, have conquered a bit of Europe with the European Cup and, and Brighton are now in Europe uh, alongside them in the Europa League. So this is... Uh, how times have changed um but nevertheless got them there but then the fixtures turn a bit then we've got newcastle at home might get something from that uh manchester united away pascal gross has a phenomenal record against manchester united um their goal is like a magnet um for his uh the steel ball that comes from his foot uh, then we've got Bournemouth after that at home so that's another great fixture um, and then villa away that's a bit tougher and then liverpool at home uh, well, judging by last season, it's not tough, but I think it could be a bit tougher this time around, especially because um, Alex McAllister is in there. Uh, at Brighton's former midfielder, former penalty taker, is now cemented in the Liverpool midfield. Well, we think he will be by then, um, hopefully. So that's why we're interested in them. Great season, great fixtures. Um, looking at the season as a whole, um, just to put some um, stats into context, in terms of um, goals scored... Um, they were fourth out of every other Premier League team, which is incredible, uh, with 72 goals scored. I believe Manchester United got about 58. Um, shots, 613. That's first. That's first. I'm going to whisper that. It's first. I cannot believe it. <laughs> shots in the box, 409. That's fourth best. Shots on target. It's first again. I can't believe it. Um, third, big chances, 116. Uh, expected goals, they had the second best rate for expected goals. Uh, and non-penalty expected goals second again. These, I mean, this is, well, my mind's being blown <laughs> as a Brighton fan of a number of years. Um, so um, that that is quite something. Um, there was a managerial change, as I mentioned, Deserby came in. Um, and also, uh, 
it's worth noting, this is from an article on Fantasy Football Scout, so do have a look at that. It's about Brighton uh, in general. It says, post-World Cup, they actually ranked as high as second for minutes per expected goal, only behind Manchester City, which is pretty good, pretty good. So Brighton are only one of six sides to have four home fixtures in the first six game weeks, as we uh, mentioned earlier with those fixtures. Very, very kind fixtures, and they averaged 5.2 minutes per shot um, at the Amex uh, last term, a faster rate than any Premier League side in home encounters, except for Arsenal. Um, uh, as as this article says on Fantasy Football Scout, their attackers will be in demand when FPL uh, launches um, for the new season. Well, it's already launched. So this came out just before I launched. So already launched. And um, and Matoma is getting on for, well, at the time of recording, I think he's around 50% ownership. Um, he's very popular, the very... Um, exciting winger he's actually got um uh, uh not a doctorate but uh, his degree is in dribbling <laughs> for um uh, some kind of i presume it's got a more technical sports science title but essentially he did his dissertation on dribbling for um uh, uh his degree at japanese university and it's showing showing off he's, he's quite um he's quite something to see um you don't know where he's going to go will he go down to the byline will he cut inside will he unleash um, and assist will it be will he unleash a goal you don't know and that's the that's the thing opposition defences don't know it did drop off towards the end of the season but fatigue was dropping in a lot of Brighton's matches at the end of last season was very congested there was a lot of cancellations there had to be there was a train strike which had to cancel the Brighton and Crystal Palace derby game um, so um, they they that that was cancelled. Obviously, the, the the Queen's funeral as well, um, like many others, and then also just double games. Just doing so well last season was also meant they did well in the cups. So a lot of those games had to be postponed. So towards the end of the season, there was a lot of double game weeks, and there was a lot of rotation, which was quite frustrating. So that may be an indicator of how it's going to plan out next season with Europa League and there'll be rotation as well because presumably you're going to want to do well in that so this is the first time this isn't a situation like Aston Villa where it's a return to Europe this is it this is the first, the first time they've been in Europe um so um they're not going to just they're not just going to just put out some kids although the kids are pretty good <laughs> so uh, they may as well uh, but no they're, they're going to they're going to put in some strong seat teams for that so we might see rotation in the the league um what i'll do now is i'll have a look at some stats of some key players and what i've done is this is a, the table i'm about to put up is game week 10 which is when which was deserby's first match that defeat against spurs through to game week 38 so and i've sorted it by minutes per expected goal involvement so this will give when they're on the pitch who are the most uh, expected to be involved in goals and assists well uh, obviously everyone's going to look at this and say undav but i've done I, when i was preparing some tables for the scout cast last year i was and uh, goals imminent as well um um undav was frequently top of these when you were looking at Brian players in fact when you were looking at any any attacking player for a while and um, as you can see undav uh, it's only got six starts so he's very much uh, not nailed on. Um, five goals, two assists. So in the, that limited time scale, his minutes per expected goal involvement, goal involvement was 118 minutes. Bearing in mind, uh, Erling Haaland is about 82. So um, it's a distance from Haaland, but not too far off, uh, especially for his price. 
Um, so a bit more nailed on is Welbeck with 15 starts across that period, that game week 20, 10 to game week 38 period. Um, six goals in the Deserby reign, uh, one assist, uh, minutes per expected goal involvement every 152 minutes. We're starting to get towards every, every a goal, um, a sort of a goal every two matches territory with these. And CISO, um, he was emer he emerged um, quite spectacularly, um, particularly with his goals. I remember the, and I'm sure many people will, the goal he scored against Manchester City at the Amex towards the end of the season. Um, it was from distance. It was straight and very hard at the at the goal. And it was so good that the Man City fans were seen applauding it as it was going in, um, which is quite something. Um, that's not the first time that Man City fans or players have applauded a Brighton player, um, which is very nice of them. But I remember Sergio Aguero doing the same when we had Dan Byrne. Um, Dan Byrne nicked the ball off him and um, uh, bypassed him and uh, Guerrero gave him a round of applause because um, it was quite quite some skill. Dan Byrne now at Newcastle, um, so a bit of a memory for us there. So in CISO, um, three assists, four goals across his seven starts, minutes per expected goal involvement every 158 minutes. So as I said, getting on for every uh, goal every couple of games, um, if, if he was to start every game. Will he start every game? Um, that's something here. Um, I will say that... Um, after we've gone through this list of players, some of their stats, I've got some comparison tool um, uh, uh, heat maps to show you, which shows you where they play. Um, and so that gives an indication of the, the sorts of players you are, that they are, and the sorts of players you, you can expect um, to get uh, when you invest in FPL. So Ferguson, um, by many reckoning, uh, the best of our attackers, young uh, Ireland international, uh, two assists, six goals across 10 starts. He was used as a sub a lot. What tended to happen was Welbeck would start the matches and get subbed off around 60, 70 minutes uh, with Ferguson coming in or Undab, but uh, Ferguson in 10 times. Um, sorry, Ferguson starting 10 times, but then also coming in. Uh, minutes per expected goal involvement every 164 minutes. I mean, he's a, he's a striker in the game, um, 6 million. If he is a regular starter, which I don't know if he is looking at this list because we do have options up front, but if he is, um, he is a great option because he certainly passes the eye test as well. As we'll see from his heat map, he um, not only is great um, in and around the penalty box, but he links up play well. He can. He's very, um, very clued up. And some people have compared him to Harry Kane um, in the way that Harry Kane plays. In he's a threat in the box, but also can move back and is a great team player, um, winning the attack together um, there. So next up is uh, Matoma. Now Matoma is the most popular. Anyone who's seen Brighton games will probably just think, "Oh, I'm going to get Matoma." In. Uh, because he just looks a bit different. He looks a bit more exciting. He certainly passes the eye test and he, and he certainly delivers as well. But he's not, I mean, a minutes per expected goal involvement, I have 180 minutes. So he really is a, a goal involvement every couple of matches, um, which is quite good. I think I've, I, I actually only owned him last season for the last part of the season. And I only really got a couple of assists, maybe a goal from him. Um, but he nevertheless, oh, between between that in that Deserby period, 
um, of game weeks 10 to 38. He's had seven goals, eight assists. So a real spread, a real spread of returns there. Midfielder, so he's going to get bonus as well if he's going to rack up those returns. Um, and 24 starts. Um, pretty similar here. Um, now, March doesn't pass the eye test as well as Matoma. But, I mean, he was certainly... I mean, that Liverpool game I went to, he scored a, scored a brace. Um, he looked... I mean, he looks great. Um, and he dominates the right wing. He's been a real fan favourite for ages. Um, he's played um, sort of as a support striker, attacking midfielder, winger, wing back. Um, and as we'll see, um, he has linked up with Pascal Gross quite well on the wing when Pascal Gross has been... a, a a right wing back or right back um, and so they sort of interchange their roles there he's used to that so 24 starts so he's as nailed as Matoma um, 192 minutes per expected goal just behind Matoma but not far off seven goals seven assists a very similar goal involvement there the actual goals and assists um, next up just behind them and quite quite a drop really to minutes per expected goal involvement every 244 minutes so divide that by nine and you've got it's, returns are rare but that's because in open play they're going to be rare gross is a very versatile player can play pretty much anywhere across uh, the midfield pretty, pretty much anywhere <laughs> to be honest um you know he could be used really up top he can be used uh, as a defender <laughs> on the wing as a wing back fullback um as i said he has certain um a, a great track record against Manchester United. Six assists, six goals from game week 10 uh, to 38 under the Zerbi era. 30 starts, that is huge. So whenever that rotation kicked in during during that period, um, you know, he's done exceptionally well there. Um, so he, he's, you know, pretty much started every, every match there. So, um, so um, yeah, minutes per expected goal involvement, yeah. Uh, is every 244 minutes. Estupinam, six assists and a goal. Um, 28 starts uh, under the Zerbi era. Um, uh, minutes per expected goal involvement over 515. So he's obviously a defender, but I've mentioned him in because he has that assist threat. So if you're looking for that, getting that attack, um, you're going to get that from um, Estupinam. Um, so I do, I do, I do like him uh, a lot there, and I can see why he is so so popular there um i'm just looking at the prices as well so undab's 5.5 welbeck is six and CISO 5.5 ferguson is six matoma 6.5 gross matoma march and gross all 6.5 so if you're looking to make some savings and if it's starting to look either in pre-season or it's starting to look as the as the season's going on then CISO is starting and offering great value you can save yourself a million by going for him um, so um, I, you know, I think that's 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 pretty good um, there for those players. Um, I'm just I'm just going to make just while I, while I'm talking here, because I'm just basically seeing if there's any more information in the uh, original um, uh, table that I've got up. No, I think that's fine there um, in terms of the assists and the in the goals. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to double check that I wasn't leaving any stats out there. So you can see there's a lot of choice, um, and that's quite um, important for us if we want to save a bit of money. Um, so what I've done is I've had a look at some players. I've used the comparison tools. I haven't really compared the stats. I just wanted to show you where these players play um, because um, currently the, the sort of the Deserby non-rotation type team would have Welbeck up front, 
he would come off at 60 or 70 minutes, replaced by Ferguson. Sometimes Ferguson would start. Matoma on the left, March on the right. In the number 10 role, started off being Lalana, then got injured. So he could come back. And people are forgetting about Lalana, but Zerbi really rated him. Pascal Gross can play there, and McAllister played there a lot as well. But McAllister can also play a bit further back. As Liverpool fans would discover, he's pretty much uh, he's a very versatile midfielder. And then Nciso comes in, looking in a more attacking role. He, he can play pretty much anywhere um, in an attacking role there. Um, so these are the players you've got there. But now we've got Pedro coming in. Uh, as I said, Lalana back from injury, I presume. So you've got lots and lots of options in those attacking roles as well. So I think that there there is a lot of choice there. And so pre-season is going to be important. But yeah, anyway, let's have a look at um, some of these um, heat maps. So what I've got up here is uh, Matoma and then CISO. So this is the sorts of players they were. This is, uh, once again, I've done it from game week 10 to game week 38. So uh, to be honest, Matoma's, whenever he could he got his chance... Um, in the Potter era is broadly similar to this anyway um, uh, but um, both these players got their chances under Deserby Matoma look at that that's the left wing so those um, listening to this um, it's a massive big red blob <laughs> all across the attacking side of the pitch it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline on the left hand side and that is where Matoma's heart is and you can see you can almost see in this so I'll describe this for those listening on the podcast you can almost see the red of the moving inwards towards goal and so he's moving away from the corner flag moving towards that goal so at that stage there opposition defenders are not quite sure whether he's going to cross pass or shoot even now I have seen him move in move past the player and then shoot and when you think oh well another player might have might have passed that or crossed that but he will go for that shot i mean he's not a striker but he can score as we can as we've seen with the stats so you know he's a good he's a yeah he, that's that's his territory and that's where he's going to prosper so if he's up against um you know a a, a, a poor right back <laughs> uh, or poor defense or a slow defense uh, that's not very quick to react. Um, that's when Matoma is going to really shine there. Um, so that's that's something to look out for. In CISO, look at this completely different. So for those listening on the podcast, um, these are bl- little blobs of red um, all around the edge of of the uh, of the penalty area. So he is inhabiting really an attacking midfield, a number ten position. He is not over on on that left or that right. Although he can, you know, he has um, filled in. Um, for for March and Matoma, he can play all the there. The, and they said there's little little green blobs over on the left and the right side, but it's mainly in the centre, and that's where you want him to play, and that's where he's been shooting as well, and that's where in where the red blob is just outside of the penalty box. That is where he really shone for that goal I was describing against uh, Man City. Um, so these are two options here, and I, the reason I put these two together is because Matoma's by far the most popular pick, six point five. 
but I'm constantly getting messages as a Brighton fan. I'm sure other Brighton fans who play FPL are getting the same as well. Is is NC so nailed on? Will NC so play? Because and so what I'm doing is comparing them because I think if NCSO does start playing, does perform, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of Matoma down to NCSO. Because why, why would you pay 6.5 um, 6, uh, million uh, for a good attacking asset when well, you can get a good attacking asset for 5.5 and not really miss out uh, on, on points? In fact, you might even get more points. Um, so I've put those together there. Um, next up, I've got Pascal Gross and Solly March. Um, not as popular, but there's still interest. Um, Pascal Gross, uh, before I describe the heat map for those listening on the podcast, um, Pascal Gross was on penalties before McAllister cemented his side in the place, uh, side in the team. And he um, t- took over penalties, but it was Pascal Gross there. He had a very good record. He is on set pieces. One thing this heat map does show, he takes corners. So he's on. He's, he can be on uh, free kicks, corners, and those penalties as well. So if you think they're going to get penalties, and if you've got a player like Matoma coming into the box, one thing that frequently happened last season was Matoma assist McAllister goal from that penalty. We might be seeing Matoma assist Gross goal. Um, so I'll describe Gross's heat map for a look at March because they're both on the right-hand side predominantly. So Pascal Gross uh, plays right back, right wing back, right midfield, um, takes corners and gets into attacking roles. So his blob, his red blob of heat on the pitch is um, just it's pretty much the whole of that right-hand side except the penalty boxes. So he's not in the penalty box. He's the guy who's going to be assisting. So he can can score, but those are going to be slightly longer range um, than other players there. But um, so he's got he's got that open play potential, but it's those really low set pieces. So what we're going to be looking out for in um, pre-season is who's on penalties. My assumption is it's Pascal Gross. Um, De Zerbi's comments in the local press, uh, national press. Um, he, re- I mean, he really likes Pascal Gross, like really, really likes him. He, um, he signed a new contract um, and he, he very much respects him and he thinks he's a, a, a really good player. So it's not like Pascal Gross is going to be dropped. Um, I'd be very surprised. Same with Solly March. Um, really impressed with Solly March. Solly March has really improved under De Zerbi just as a player. And, and I think um, that's something that um, to bear in mind is that, is that the manager really rates these guys. Um, and he's also spoken really highly of Matoma. He has also spoken about Matoma's need to rest and questioned his ability to start two matches in a week. Um, but there, there was evidence as he started to start two matches in a week that, that he was actually achieving that. Um, so anyway, Pascal Gross, huge sea of red down that right. Um, dominating in defence and attack. A lot of assist potential um, and uh, defensive duties. Um, March is, is a smaller version of that, really. Much more concentrated. His heat is much more concentrated down that right wing. And so you can see what he's doing there. He's coming down that right wing. He's peppering crosses in. That is his role. And he's using that to come into the box and score, but not as much as Matoma was. So um, Matoma is, has got heightened goal threat there um, but nevertheless March you can see is the little red blob on this heat map um, is also within defence as well so he is moving back and what you often saw was Gross and March sort of replacing each other so if Gross was coming forward March would go back 
to shore up that defence on that on that wing there. They 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 work together really well, um, which was which was good to see. But further muddies the water because it's two more options for us. I've got more as well. So here's here's another. Ferguson, who I mentioned, um, and the heat his heat map um, from last season, game weeks ten to thirty eight, it's the Zerbi era only. Um, his heat map it's very Harry Kane. So he's got little little red blobs around of heat around the penalty box, then just outside, and then further into into the uh, into the into the centre circle as well. It's obviously probably involved a kickoff as well, but more um, it, it showing that he's not afraid to go back to link up play if needed. Um, so he's a pretty good all round attacker, really. The a great asset. Um, do do if you get a chance, do have a look at some of his performances at Brighton, some clips on YouTube, whatever. Um, and you'll see he is really good in pre-season. We're really going to want to know how he's doing there and who he's going to play. Is he going to replace Welbeck? I mean, Welbeck's getting on, but Welbeck jumped up a gear. Welbeck, while being a year older last season than the previous season, was a markedly a better player, and he did come into the season pretty fit actually. Um, so he looked like, I mean, he, 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 he was very, very good um, uh, as a player, much fitter than he'd been. It wasn't the usual injured Welbeck. Uh, he just seemed faster, a bit more sharper. Um, and I think that may continue. I mean, Welbeck will be hard to dislodge, but if anyone can, I guess it will be Ferguson will get those minutes. Um, so I've got Pedro next. Now, Pedro hasn't played yet for Brighton, so probably one in while I've got this heat map. So I've raided the 2021 uh, season, or rather his last season at Watford. I think it was 21. But his last season with Watford in the Premier League. So this is where he played for Watford in the Premier League. And if you're a Watford fan, um, please do um, add anything more to this about... I haven't got information about Watford in the Championship. So I've gone for top flight Pedro, now back in the top flight. So if his role particularly changed at all, uh, you know, he played... Uh, much more advanced centre forward or midfield or, or wherever do do let me know and do let us know in there and you know add add to this add to the knowledge here so this is Pedro last season with Watford and then we can see here this is mainly on the left but he did play on the right so he's he occupied mainly the Matoma role so that presents the question, could Matoma be rested perhaps in a league game before Europe or in a European game uh, before the league? It, this presents an option. So suddenly there is an option to replace Matoma because Pedro is used to playing there and he, in that area. But uh, he goes much more into the penalty box in the centre and... Um, than Matoma did, whereas Matoma sort of glided, glides around. So it could be a bit more of a sort of a centre forwards stroke winger role there. Um, he is over on the left hand side as well. So, uh, so on the right hand side. So he has mainly mainly on the left. So Solly March might have some competition here. Um, but there is also some green blobs of heat in the middle. Could be that it's the Enciso role or the what was the McAllister role. Um, that he occupies. So there's so much um, up in the air at the moment, but these are sort of where we are at with them. This is what we know. And and as the season goes on, and hopefully, you know, this video um, uh, and podcast will be will be listened to, at, you know, during pre-season as it goes on, um, and more information from, um, from the friendlies can be added to that. Um, but this is sort of 
what we're looking at. Um, now, pre-season, I was I was thinking, well, I might I might get to see some pre-season games. You know, Brighton usually play Worthing and uh, Whitehawk or uh, Eastbourne. For, for those that don't know, these are other clubs within Sussex and Brighton area. Um, but no, they're off to America and they're playing uh, other Premier League sides. And um, but there's usually there is a game at the Amex as well. So let's have a look at um, the friendlies. So to timestamp this, um, it's July the 18th. Um, so we don't have a pre- we don't have preseason friendly period yet. To look. So I know we've got we've got information about West Ham and uh, Brentford and Sheffield United and other teams that have started their preseason. Not so for Brighton yet. But July the 23rd. Um, is when we start to realise. So we've got that uh, that date to look forward to. That is Brighton and Hope Albion versus Chelsea at the Lincoln Financial Field, Philadelphia. See, they're part of a, of a tour, Premier League clubs in America. And this, like I was saying about Brighton being like first for all these stats of uh, or second for these stats um, in attacking, attacking stats and the fact we're in the Europa League. It's almost like you have to... I almost can't believe this now. The Brighton <laughs> on a tour of American stadiums with the likes of, say, Chelsea. So Brighton over Albion versus Chelsea, 23rd. July the 26th, Brighton over Albion versus Brentford at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium at Atlanta. Um, so that gives, gives us another opportunity. And then July the 29th, Brighton over Albion against Newcastle United at the Red Bull Arena, New Jersey. Finally, Back home to the Amex, August the sixth, Brighton of Albion against Aurel Valasent. I can't even. I can't even pronounce it. Valacano, Valasano. Um, anyway, my uh, please urgently correct me. I really, really should have boned up on my Spanish uh, pronunciation uh, there. But um, anyway, home game, European opposition. That's going to send them, put them in good stead for. Um, Europa League uh, and to help them out there so I'd like to have seen perhaps a bit more but some of these you know early friendlies against you know the likes of Worthing or whoever um, they probably would have seen some of the fringe players there and I think this these four fixtures here I think is going to give us a really good indication of how they're going to set up um, when the season starts in game week one against Luton um, who arguably are not as good as any of the sides they're playing in, in pre-season. Um, so things we're looking out for, just to sort of recap. I mean, in defence, we're going to look, um, there'll, there'll be other other content around the defence. Um, but obviously we need to find out who's in goal. Steele definitely got that goalkeeper uh, number one jersey from uh, Verbruggen, who they've just brought in, I, only 20 years old though. Um, who's going to play in defence? I've seen that Fr- uh, Fontina's uh, defender uh, Igor, Igor, or Igor has been uh, um, has been uh, recruited. Always going to be recruited. So uh, I think there's definitely interest there. So that he could come in uh, to the defence alongside Lewis Dunk, who's just signed a new contract. You imagine he's going to start. Uh, Webster, uh, Van Heck also in there, um, and then a Stupinan. You think would be nailed on uh, on the left uh, there. But yeah, for the attack as well, what we're looking at. Who's going to start up front? Is it going to be Welbeck and then Ferguson or Undav? Because Undav did impress. He was top for, you know, for, for, for the time he was on the pitch in terms of expected minutes, expected um, goal involvement. So these are the things we need to work out is like who is going to start? Who's going to replace them? Um, who's going to get sort of 60 minutes? Who's going to get 30 minutes? Will Ferguson start now? Will Welbeck become the super sub? Um, where will Enciso play? Will he will he be number ten, which is what I mean? His heat map last season indicated um, is where he plays most frequently. 
but will he be used to perhaps replace March or Matoma occasionally um, or or permanently? <laughs> um, or will it, will he play even up front? Um, will he be the re- replaced striker in a sort of false nine, maybe? It's it's hard to tell at the moment, but pr- these matches here will tell us those. Pascal Gross, will he play? Where will he play? Um, I would say he will play, but where will he play? And will he be on penalties um, and Pedro as well? Will he be used as a, in Europe, a sub for Matoma? I mean, he cost, I think it was 29, 30 million. So you're, you're looking at the minutes there uh, the, and the, mil- the millions they've spent on him and in terms of minutes. And you would imagine he's going to get a lot of game time. So he could be playing in that number 10 role. He could be playing as the striker as well. So maybe it'll be him that's starting. Um, so there's there's so much up in the air. Um, and then you've got a whole bunch of other sort of players, f- sort of fringe players um, that might get minutes as well. And it's hard to tell with Europe. Um as I was saying, um, I got a lot of this information from uh, Fancy Football Scouts members area. Um, the last um, screen we got up on about looking at the friendlies, that is from the pre-season friendlies section. Um, one of the things they do there for members is they've got a sort of a minutes tracker where they track all the minutes of the players. And that's where you can establish who is getting the most minutes, who's gradually you know, starting off playing the ballroom woods or whoever, you know, and gradually stay, staying there when they're playing other sort of more notable opposition. Uh, for a Premier League side. Um, and when you're looking at that as well, um, that's going to be really crucial for Brighton. You want to see those minutes there and who is going to get them. And I really hope, um, while I hope what, as a Brighton Albion fan, um, what, whatever they do next season, you know, is good for the club and they win. <laughs> um, it could be that what is good for the club and in order for them to win might be poor for FPL in that we might see a hell of a lot of substitutions around the 50, 60 minute mark, um, which is not what we want um, for um, FPL assets. We want, you know, 80, 90 minutes if we can. And we want them to be on the pitch, especially with all those those attacking stats I've been reading out with Brighton. Um, also, I've been looking at the uh, comparison tool. So that's once again in the members area. Um, I, I just showed the heat maps there, but there's a whole bunch of other stats as well in there. Um, so you can compare players. Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah, for example, so it's got, it's got all the starts. Um, so I was looking at, say, say for example, for, how does Ferguson compare last season with Pedro in 2021 for, for Watford? Um, Pedro was better <laughs> than, than Ferguson was. Uh, he's um, He's got... A, He's got, um, according to this, sort of a rating of 66% uh, overall better um, than uh, than uh, Ferguson. Um, so, yeah, um, in terms of, uh, of just looking through just, just a random shot. So, um, But then looking through it, expected goals, Ferguson had uh, 0.3 uh, each match. So uh, point, point, uh, expected to score a third of a goal each match he played or each, each appearance. Um, and uh, it was just a point ten for um, for um, Pedro. So what you're looking at there is, you know, it, it could be a difference. But this once again is two years ago. But anyway, you can just play around with these things in there. Um, so um, finally, um, I hope you enjoyed um, uh, this content. I hope you enjoyed all the content that we do uh, over pre-season to get you prepared. Um, uh, 
do press that like button if you've liked it even if you haven't liked it just i always just say just press it anyway <laughs> it's just nice um but also do remember to subscribe as well to our channel because we've got loads of stuff coming up um uh, from game week one onwards those are regular f features um i'll be back with tom um tom freeman the uh, fantasy football scouts deputy editor to do goals imminent every tuesday i'm also gonna be back with neil every friday uh for team news uh he's the editor of, of uh, fantasy football scout and it, it that is invaluable if i wasn't on that show I, well i'd just be watching anyway but i that i mean i can't watch it because i'm on it but i'm sort of hearing neil as he's talking um and on that anyway um and we've got scoutcast back loads of other videos loads of loads of videos pre-season to keep you going all of these become podcasts as well um so we've got we've got that um for you and and, and of course the members area there's there's offers there do have a look at that you've got the rate my team tool lots and lots to keep you going um exciting season a lot of people saying the teams are the same but um I think we might be seeing some maybe some different Brighton players. Um, let's let's hope. Um, but in the meantime, um, it's been great to uh, spend some time to chat about my team. Um, I'm, I'm full of full of excitement for the season um, as a Brighton fan and as an FPL uh, player as well. So let's hope they do well. Um, thanks a lot for your time. Uh, until next time, see you soon and good luck. <laughs>